Jacksonville, Florida. Mm. We'll talk about that. Cox Media Group, the Internet of Things. That's what you want to talk about today, right? Car dealers, mornings, afternoons. Today's guest has interesting experience in our business and on the fringes of our business, too. This sounds like exactly the kind of person that we really like to talk to on this podcast. Welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast on Apple, Audible, Spotify, almost anywhere you get your podcast. Our goal is always to encourage radio pros at all levels. We think this is a great way to do it. Like It just gives you an opportunity to get a snapshot of a person by hearing from them. Now, look, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, you know that we drop fresh weekly episodes featuring a radio pro working somewhere in radio each Sunday. To enjoy our podcast, you only have to be interested in others, be open to encouragement, advice, connections, tools to get ahead, and and ways to make your radio career more profitable and successful. You're open-minded, right? Each week, we have an opportunity to see a snapshot of our individual minding their own business or the radio business. That's what we do, right? We, we mind our own business. It's... Uh, it's a way that allows us to see radio from a different perspective, a different career arc, and hear how they're embracing radio right now. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works, or what we call ourselves, RPC. Our practice is an actual multiplier, helping local radio generate higher ratings and higher revenue. It's just this simple. When you uh, we have somebody who goes to work with us, a client. Uh, they follow our collaborative process and strategy. Their revenue and their profit margin rises. Ideas are the new technology. Where do your ideas come from? Are your local radio stations programmed and positioned to collect the most revenue in your local market today? Do you need better sales recruitment strategy? We can help you. We can help you schedule a meetup by email. It's easy. First consultation is free, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We're just a moment away from uh, welcoming Justin Cousart. And now, look, he's an on-air personality, 95.1 WAPE, Jacksonville, Florida. But uh, we're going to get into some stuff with him because he has an untraditional uh, at least by my estimation, an untraditional hookup into the radio business, and I really like it. Uh, a big thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, which is made available minutes after we record the live interview, and we sling it out in social media. This is how people become familiar with us first, and and then it, of course, also is a podcast itself. Uh, we want to thank JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast as well. You can see what you can get for free. Oh, yeah, there's a ton of it, too, from our team in our free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com, including our Encouraging Sales Success Series and our More Than Live and Local Series. And now, let's see what we can learn from this week's guest. Justin, welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. How are you, sir? I am I am great and I'm so inspired uh already just from the intro there. I I I get so inspired hearing other people so passionate about radio and podcasting and learning from others. So uh I'm happy to be here and thanks for inviting me. 
Jackson, I, I'm all about racking it up. I, I have been <laughs> passionate about this business from, from an early, early age when I got into it in California because they thought I couldn't speak English because I was, I was from the deep south. So I had a, a terrible southern accent. And they were like, the two questions they had for me, they were like, uh, okay, number one, are you okay? <laughs> and, and number two, which was like number one, they said, what's a grit? Like in California back then, they wanted to know that. I'm always jealous that you mentioned it. I'm always jealous of when I hear someone in the radio industry that didn't have the, are you good enough for on air? Or is your sound good enough for on air moment between whether a boss or, or somebody, because I feel like everybody has that at some point, unless you have like that deep, smooth, bassy voice that everybody classifies as the radio voice as you can tell for me i don't have that so uh i've been through those moments as well whether it's you know down here in florida you've you've got too much of a northern accent and man your voice is just a little bit too high i don't know you think you want to do on-air stuff too and it's like you know i you know and look you're so fortunate because you have grown up in an era that we now know that none of that stuff is important Mm-hmm. That what's mm-hmm. important is connecting with people and being able to communicate effectively through audio in a way that gets people's attention and and gets them to, to what? To come inside. Come with me. Let's go on this trip. So let's go on this trip with you. I <laughs> want to know, where did you grow up, man? So uh, I grew up in a little town north of Philadelphia called Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Um, mm. Pretty, pretty normal, you know, suburban town north of Philly. Uh, went to a lot of shows and and uh, grew up listening to a lot of awesome radio, um, you know, with Q102. And I think it was 1065 Wired at the time mm. uh, with Elvis in the morning, uh, Chio, all those guys and and. I really have like core memories, you know, riding with my mom to, to school or um, I, I even think some of the buses might have had them on. But hearing the morning shows with Chio and and uh, Elvis and all those guys just doing their thing, thinking like, man, that would be a really cool career path. But at the time, too young to like really even think that's what I want to do down the line. I just was like, oh, it sounds like they're having a lot of fun at their job. And that's what uh, kind of stuck out to me at those times. Well, wait, but you so you were really affected by the radio as a kid, but not just radio, morning radio, morning radio, for sure. And the thing that sticks out to me, too, it, it, this this is the part that I always go back to because I laugh because I guarantee it was like an intern or somebody still on their way up on their career path is I go back to there was one day I was home from school. I can't remember what holiday it was or something, but I. Uh, called into the radio they did this like morning shout out thing where it was like an intro with a bed under it and the dj is like oh who's calling and what do you want to shout out today and it would you know be like boop and then hey i'm justin from lansdale pennsylvania i want to shout out my friend mike and matt and steve boop next person and they did it for maybe a 25 second little imaging element um, that they did in between songs and i just remember doing it and i remember um, the, the the jock answers the phone. And he's like, "Hey, man, thanks for calling in. We're gonna get you on. When I say go, you you just start going, okay?" And then they they hit put me on hold before I could even really comprehend what was going. And I'm like, ten years old. So he he comes back on. He goes, "Okay, Justin, go." And I'm like, "What? Wait, what am I supposed to do?" 
and knowing back is like oh man that guy had to go back through the box pro and he had to cut out me saying all that stuff and he was probably so annoyed because he probably only had 45 seconds to do it and but um but but i remember hearing that on air and i was like oh that's so cool it's like 10 minutes ago i called this guy and now i'm on the radio station in between songs shouting out my friends uh for not waking up early on the weekend or something like that Justin, welcome to the continuum of radio. <laughs> I love it. Let's talk first radio jobs. What was yours? Look, uh, uh, was it your dream right away? Or what was the dream right away, I guess I should say? And who gave you the job? So uh, my first job, like I, I guess my first radio experience was with Flagler yeah. College. Um, I was doing okay. a weekend show there. My first job would have been after that. Um, but the passion for radio came probably around ninth grade. Um, I had a teacher who was letting us do audio production and it was more remixing. Like he would give us a Michael Jackson song and it would be like the vocals and then the music in two separate audio files. And he's like, remix it, just make it a different song. And we would sit there and we'd beat match things and we'd put it all together. And I really started falling in love with the, like I'm creating something that is potentially entertaining to someone else. And in that case, it was obviously audio production. Um, but that's when the itch to create things in general started and um from those classes i started um a youtube series that is no longer available because uh, i would get in a lot of trouble because i actually got in a lot of trouble with my school about it but we started making a lot of videos making fun of our school's video produced morning show because it was horrible and it, it's high school morning show it's fine it's supposed to be horrible sure. the kids are learning um but we took the approach of making fun of them. And so the school didn't like that. And we had said some choice things in those videos because we didn't mm. have to be filtered and we were in high school. So from the video editing, the video production side, the the audio production in school, I started going down the path of I really like this. And Flagler offered a audio uh, production communications path. And a kid from the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania could go to Flagler college down in St. Augustine, just minutes from the beach and do that. I was like, dude, I, there's no way I'm not doing this. I'm going to go live in Florida next to the beach and do radio. And that's what I did. And I never went back. <laughs> oh, man. And it's really interesting on the weekend that Jimmy Buffett decides to leave us yeah. that we're having a conversation about, you know, having that moment where you're like, wow, you know, the beach and the, I can be close to it and I can do this thing. And it must've felt like freedom, right? It, it did. And and I think it all spanned back from, you know, anybody that lives in, in Pennsylvania, Southern Jersey, North Jersey, New York area, like the big thing you do up there for vacation is you go to the shore, you go to ocean city, New Jersey, Wildwood, all the beaches up and down Jersey and, uh, and New York. And it's just like, you know, I loved it. That was my favorite part of summer was going to the beach. And now you're telling me for school, I can go to a school that's next to a beach that is, in my opinion, I'm not going to say it is, but 
objectively a, a better beach than potentially New Jersey Beach. I'm in. Hey, no, wait Sign a minute. I've, <laughs> I've been to Ocean City, New Jersey. They have a pretty nice setup there in the boardwalk, right? They they do. Uh, the beach, everyone sits so dang close to each other up there. They, there's no beach yeah. etiquette. Oh, down here in Florida, the beaches are a little bit more wide. You can kind of get your space and, and uh, the heat does get to you a little more down here and the water can be like I don't know, in the 80s, which is not refreshing at all. But, um, mm. you know, it's a give and take, I guess. <laughs> all right. So let's do this. WFCF uh, 88.5. Now, everybody knows we're going somewhere. Mm -hmm. Your job there was to, <laughs> just, I love this because uh, your job was to run a compelling morning show once a week. Once a week, Justin, can you tell us what does that mean? And and I mean, once a week and and what was going on at that radio station? Yeah, so that that station's really cool. Uh, Dama Cook's the guy that's that's still running it, actually. And he's super uh, old school. He's gotten a little less old school. I'm sure you hate me saying that uh, he's gotten a little less old school now. Um, but back when I was there, man, it was CDs on the wall. And you had five to well we were a non-commercial station but you had to go into the you know the uh the sponsored thank yous essentially which were commercial spots um but we had to we had to get those cds and we would have you know six maybe seven song um allotment of time to to do whatever we wanted there were no rules um you could play techno you could play hip-hop you could play new stuff you could play alternative you could do whatever you want um, his only rule was obviously at the top of the hour, you got to do the station ID at the 30, you have to do weather and, um, some station updates on programming. And so part of Flagler's thing was you went there. Um, and if you decided to go down there, it was for internship credit. Um, you would get a show and Dan would train you up and you would get a show. And that's, that's essentially what I did. I did that every year I was there for four years. I had my own show in the mornings. Like you said, it was only one morning, but for college kids, you know, like my show was Thursday mornings and the bar down the street did quarter beer night. And like, that was Wednesday night. So it made it real tough for me to get to those, those shows Thursday mornings. Um, but man, I, it, it, it was awesome. It laid the foundation. Now, obviously you know, you go into a radio station now, most of them don't do CDs. Uh, it's all digital now. So even then with Dan, I was I was trying to create on-air bits. I was asking people to call in and I was interacting with them and, um, you know, joking lo about local St. Augustine things. And um, I remember one year I was training this kid, Quill. Uh, he was awesome. He actually never went into radio. I thought he was going to. Uh, but we kind of we did a we did a sh our, my own show in the morning and then he joined and I did two hours with him afterwards and it was like a mm -hmm. double show co-hosted show and it got to a point where we would get these calls on air and they would sound fine but I was like man you know they take they you know there's that there that thought process in between me asking them a question and them talking and the lag between the connection and it's like if I could record this on the computer. I can edit out the ums and the thought process words and I can tighten it up and I can turn their 45 second call into a 20 second call. And then the music can happen faster and everything's more entertaining. And, you know, so I started using the computer that we had in the, in the, um, 
in the room, which was actually just meant for scheduling music overnight before, you know, one of the college kids came, came in. And I remember Dan and I went back and forth on that. He wasn't, he didn't like the idea, but I was like, Dan, it's so much faster. It sounds much more entertaining. I can make sure it's filtered. I don't have to worry about any swearing. Like I, I'm just good to go. Yeah. And for it, you know, in his mind, it was like, well, you're not radioing it. You're not doing it live. And, um, I felt mm. a little just. I felt a little justified once I went to uh, you know WAPE and all the places well, that the I, else that I interned at. It was like, oh yeah, not, yeah they all do. Not it. just not just that, but you've got kind of old school versus new school in that yeah. conversation, right? It's like, yeah. well, you know, fun ain't live and local, it ain't nothing. It's like, well, that's not the thing. I yeah. I have totally gone, Justin, where I've adapted away from for a long time when people would say live and local, it would make me itch. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm an old school guy. I've been around a long time. Okay. But I'm an embracer of new. We cannot live in the past. Okay. Yeah. And so I have just totally gone in this direction. Live and local is a noise. You yeah. Know the truth. The truth is we're in a relational business that has nothing to do with whether it's live or whether it's local. It has to uh, yeah. do with what are you creating, right? What are you creating? And if you are creating and you are local, you yeah. can sprinkle some local things in there that will imply ding, ding. that I'm local. I'm going to imply that the Buckman Bridge has traffic. I'm not going to tell you I'm local. I'm just going to be like, dang, it, you know, if you have to drive over that bridge, I'm sorry, you know, and, and anybody yeah. who has to drive over that bridge knows what I'm talking about. So right. like that, you know, it's, it's more of the... Not saying you have to go out of your way to prove that you're local, but it's it's uh it's one of those like action speaks louder than words, although these are also words. Um, yeah. but through your just conversational things, you can drop in nuggets of local stuff. Okay, so let's get to racking up some stuff here. You also interned for Cox Communications as an on-air intern. Who hired you in this internship? And what did you learn? Because it looks like, I mean, it looks like you're still at Cox. It looks like you had not learned nothing. I am. I am one of those, like, uh, very lucky people to still be with the same company for 10 years. I just hit my 10-year anniversary with them. Um, I did intern for iHeart, our competition across the street, in between mm -hmm. interning for Cox and working for them. So, like... That wow. was a whole thing at one point. But um, yeah, Sparks was the night show guy. Uh, he's out in Colorado now uh, doing radio still. And um, mm -hmm. awesome guy. And he, yeah, he hired me to help him out with his night show. Um, I believe he was also doing music at that point. If I, I don't remember his full title at the time. But um, yeah, he had me come in and just help him run the music, essentially. Uh, we were doing social media contests. His big thing at that point was Tattoo Tuesdays, where we had a local tattoo shop that would put up a $50 gift card. And we would have all week, he'd be soliciting um, people to email a picture of their tattoo to them. And he would put them up on a Facebook gallery and he pretty much said, whoever's tattoo gets the most likes, by 9 p.m. tomorrow gets the $50 gift card. So it was super like drive Facebook interaction and likes. And I mean, the gallery itself would get hundreds of likes and shares. Yeah. And then pictures in those galleries were getting comments and likes. And we did well, it for a really mention, long time. 
and not to mention that you are promoting that people who get responsible, good-looking tattoos get <laughs> yeah, rewarded, get and those that don't, yeah, you're not going to give them the $50 reward. I do, I do remember one person like sending one in that was just so bad, and their thing was like, I want to win so I can get this covered up. And I think they actually did end up winning because it was like that sob yeah. story, like, oh, let's help them out. <laughs> That's good craftiness right there. Listen, then listen, you were hired at WYRE 105.5 as the morning show producer. Now that's kind of a, that's a step up. Did you start to have that desire to do mornings? Was it already in you as a 10 year old even? And, and kind of was that your original dream? Yeah, I, it still is actually one day I hope to do my own morning show or be a part of a morning show team. Um, And I had two stints now where I was with a morning show um yeah. one of that one that one was a little bit different because that was syndicated elvis duran um mm -hmm. so my job was you know producing it on the on the local level down here um i actually found out i was losing that position from elvis on air when he was talking about how they were losing his station in jacksonville and i was like Oops. oh hold on what <laughs> um so that email was fun but um yeah. But yeah, that was that was good because that was like understanding clock management and making sure commercials were lined up with with, the, you know, the nationally syndicated programming clocks and, and all that stuff. So that was great. And then I worked with uh, Mark Kay and Megan here at uh, at WAPE. That was my first full time gig with uh, Cox Media Group. And they were that was awesome, too, because I got this, you know, Mark just is such an entertainer. Um, and he was doing some crazy morning show bits. And I just remember watching him and, and being like, okay, this is how you kind of do that. And this is how you keep the audience engaged and just kind of being a sponge the whole way. Yeah. Um, and through that being the sponge made me realize, you know, um, I also like to create my own stuff and I was creating the morning show stuff and not able to make my own stuff, which is what I was feeling weird about so then i was starting to do imaging on the side for the station and uh mm -hmm. next thing you know I'm, I'm morning show producer but i'm also the imaging guy for all of wape and and it just kind of spiraled from there the next thing you know i'm doing nights and imaging and the morning show and then i'm doing nights and imaging and digital like management of the websites and morning show and then they stepped in and they're like hey you know for what you're getting paid, you probably should be in a different position. So let's move you so that you can do all these things and not be stuck with the morning show. I didn't really want to leave, but uh, I knew from a growth perspective, um, I had to just to to get more experience. And I hope my path does land me back in mornings uh, one day down the line. Yeah, absolutely. Now, look, before we leave this ground, I got to say that it looks like, I mean, I have a lot of intermingling, let's say, with Cox employees. And sure. it just seems like such a good company. And and there are especially some clusters of stations inside Cox, it appears to me, that are really good and really loaded with good people. And you happen to be sitting in one of them. Would that be fair to say? I Yeah, I, I think so. Our, our company is really... Um landed some awesome names recently and um 
even the people that are no longer with us that I got to work with were so highly talented that, you know, you almost feel like you get lost in the sauce at times where you're like, everyone's so talented around me. Like, how do I shine through this? Um, and you kind of learn. It's like, it's not, you're not competing with each other, right? At the end of the day, we're all right. on the same station. Everybody's success is the station's success. Then is yes. the company's success. And so, um, yeah, when 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 COVID hit, um, we lost our our, our OM, um, and then we were our OM was also our PD. So like we lost our PD. So I had to step into like a unofficial intern, kind of just make sure the station's still going forward mode. And then we finally got a new M, and they went out and they got Judd from um, from Raleigh, and Judd's awesome. He's our PD now, and. Uh, mm -hmm. such a creative mind loves like collabing and coming up with new ideas and, and events and being like, we were just talking about local, local, local out in these, yeah. in these things. Um, and then he goes out and he finds Dex and Barbie T this new morning. Oh. show. Yeah. Oh. And, and, and look, I gotta say awesome. something. I I've known them for a long time and I They're know great. how gifted they are and I cannot participate in anything that touches on them without saying how talented i find them to be they are awesome and and i'm such a big a big thing i was working on um in between dex and barbie t getting with us and and really COVID hitting so for like a year and a half we launched our espn station and a big thing i was telling them because i got a little espn coming up yeah, well, not I won't give it all away then, but I remember when they approached me about being the producer of that show. Um, one thing I talked about was this was when like Ninja, uh, for anybody that doesn't know the streamer, video game streamer, was like the biggest thing. He was like, everyone was talking about him. I think he was on Dancing with the Stars. Like he was everywhere. And I was like, this guy's just streaming himself playing video games now he's really good don't get me wrong but he's just streaming yeah. and i and i kind of understood a little bit about streaming because i am a video game nerd myself and so mm. i was like if you guys give me a production quality computer in this room and two cameras i can set up a stream where espn 690 with brent martino will go live every day for three hours on facebook instagram uh uh twitter uh tiktok uh twitch like we're gonna go on all these things and yeah. they were kind of they were kind of not saying they were old school but they were kind of like oh well let's get the station up and running and then we'll figure out streaming stuff and i was like mm -mm, no like because if we're gonna mess up the station let's mess up the stream so that once both of them are good they're going and to this day we are still streaming that show um every day for three hours monday through friday um, and, and I'm no longer involved with it, but I, but, but the people that have taken it from me have taken it up even higher and quality wise. It's just, the stream it's, is so good and I'm so proud of it. So I hate for us to take a left turn, but I've got to, before we get to the rest of your story. So I'm going to say, let's put a pin in it. Okay. Coming okay. back, We're going to have a little ESPN story. We're going to have more WAPA story, of course, but, but you have this lump right in the center of things look sometimes in our business the radio business eh, car dealers go hand in hand with us right mm -hmm. uh looks like you took a page right out of radio 101's handbook with this you were hired as 
a sales assistant? Am I getting this right? For an internet department at Jack Wilson Chevrolet Buick GMC. Now, internet departments in car dealerships have absolutely exploded. As a matter of fact, that's kind of old school even to say that yeah. because they become so forward-leaning inside these dealers. What was that experience like for you? What were they doing in the internet department back then? And how, um, how was that looked at by the rest of the dealership? I mean, because suddenly there's an internet department. Yeah. And, and Laura was the, uh, Laura who hired me was very forward thinking and saw how digital was going. And so when she hired me to be a part of that digital department, a lot of it was viewed from, from the, we'll call them the OG sales staff, right? Who were ducks on the pond. You go walk out there and go sell them a car. Um, a lot of it was looked at as lazy work because we weren't moving. Right. Um, and so a lot of times they assumed we were like receptionists um, mm -hmm. just answering the phone calls for them and all this stuff. And um, really, once you folded back the pages, what I was doing was in the back where we were, you know, they had a service department. We converted one of the spots in the service department to be a um, a photo room. Right. We we'd pull a car in and we'd get. Uh, anywhere between 30 and 56 photos of this car to put on its profile on the website. So really, by the time you came in to look at that car, if you were looking at it online, you knew exactly what it looked like. You knew if it was used, if there was any damage, you knew everything about it. So all I had to do was say, this is the car you want. This is the one we were emailing about. Here we go. Like, let's start the, the paper process. Um, so... You know, it was again, we go back to the old school, new school stuff. There was a lot of pushback. People didn't want to convert. And it's like, man, you know, like all I'm doing is texting with these people. I'm not even calling them. I don't want to cold call 15 people in a day. I'm going to text this one guy who told me he was interested in the in the Silverado. And if and I'm going to tell him, hey, man, just got another one. It's new. It's fresh. It's clean. You want me to send you some photos? They say yes. I click a button. It goes off. It should be in your email. Next thing you know, they're like, cool, we'll come this weekend and pick it up. Cool. I move it in the back. I hide the keys so none of the salespeople could sell it on me, and we're good to go. And look, don't you feel like this gives you an edge? You've got some skills in a lot of different areas. I, you, I, but, but yes. you're, I mean, look, you're, you're a new school radio dude. You're like, hey, I can bounce around and use technology. And even in the beginning, when you were younger and you were, pulling together pulling apart michael jackson songs and stuff i mean you've got some skills there yeah What's yeah that like? it's it's uh sometimes it can get to a point where it's hard to figure out am i using this skill to better the ratings or revenue or am i just doing mm -hmm. it because it's a hobby to me and i think it'd be cool to you know like we were talking about the michael jackson okay i can take a morgan wallen song and and spin it with a with a fallout boy song together but does does the work and the time that i put into doing that benefit us ratings benefit us revenue or just make me feel good well it probably makes me feel good but if it doesn't do the other two Maybe I should focus that skill or that energy on something that does, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about that. Ten years. 
Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> July uh, 2013, you found a more stable home, 95.1 WAPE. Mm-hmm. You became the night show host. Now, now look, people have to keep up with your career because you're always bouncing. Ping, ping, ping. You also worked as an ESPN 960 show producer and social media manager. What has made Cox such a special place for you, Justin? I think... Um... They're willing to let me try the ideas like we talked about with ESPN in the stream. They're willing to listen when there's ideas. They're willing to say, okay, you know, we're not going to go crazy here, but if you can accomplish this, show us, you know, prove it. And like that stream with ESPN 690, they said, fine, we'll give you a year, do a year and let's revisit it. And then let's see if it's, if it's, um if it's working right and so we got the stream going we got the station going the show's going it was the um uh, the jags were horrible that year which is really the the main sports you know team in jacksonville is the jags yeah. it's, it's a football football city and so the jags were terrible that year i think it was Minchu was our quarterback at that time and so he was exciting and we had these interviews and brent had these interviews and year comes up and i'm like all right well let's see how the station was doing and Station was fine, you know, sports. And and then I go to our YouTube, and in one year, with very little promotion, we didn't talk about it at all. We tweeted out a link maybe every once in a while. Um, we had over a million, uh, 1.6 million views in one year on YouTube. And we're now, like... Can I, just, can I just say this right now? Mm-hmm. If somebody didn't turn into a big bag of money, I am a I'm a shame. Well, I that's that is where uh, you and I agree because I was like, "Yo, we're at one." You know, this is this is views. This is eyeballs on this stream that right. we can put a logo here. We can put a logo here. We can yep. put a logo there. Um, and and so we did we did dabble with that a little bit. I think what we were having trouble with is some old school not our sales staff but some of the mm-hmm. businesses that we were trying to talk to they want that you know uh call in with this code ESPN 690 so that oh, they yeah, can yeah, say yeah. oh this is how many people you converted for us so like i get what they were trying to accomplish and what i was trying to tell them is like you know th- the eyeballs on your logo here are going to be over a million in a year and that is there's a lot of value in that now, once you get into the digital side of things, especially with that stream, it's like, okay, well, well, how many of them are in Jacksonville, right? How many of them are in Florida uh, or in the market area that this company would benefit from? Like if you have, I actually know there's a few, a good amount of people that watch that show that are in Australia. And it's like, well, does that really help, uh, you know, a business right. in Jacksonville? I don't think so. So, you know, it's like, well, then do you try to take it a uh, national sales type stuff, but um, you know, then then year two comes around and we hit we hit two point three million impressions because mm. then we started putting a little bit of work behind it. And I'm I haven't checked them since because after year two was when they moved me from from that position. But right. I would imagine it's 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 still growing and Jags are gonna be a good team this year. So I would imagine the hype and the intrigue is even higher too. Well, listen, people have got to get their eyes on what's coming and. And nothing ever stays the same, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, time moves on, people move on. Uh, uh, the The Internet of Things is here, baby. Let's rock and roll and figure yeah. out 
how, because for me, I always say that once you have a radio station, you get anything else you want. What I really mean by that is I don't have any limits. We it's, don't have any limits. I have, I have, and, and speaking from like a strictly social media standpoint, I watch, say Mr. Beast, he's a big YouTuber, right? Yeah. A lot of the videos that he does are radio things like, hey, put your hand on this car. You can't let go. Last person standing yep. gets this Ferrari. That's a radio thing. You that's know, us. Like that's that's right. us. It's just he's put a video to it now, and, and he puts a lot of money into it and behind it, and I get it. But it's like a lot of these things are easy to to make content out of that radio is doing, that ESPN show. Take one minute clips, take four of them, yep. post them throughout the day before the next show. There's your TikTok, oh. there's your YouTube reels, there's all this stuff. Like we are the thing that frustrates me the most is is when someone is making awesome content and not capturing it to uh push it even further on social media. Thank you. All right, look, we're gonna take another left turn for you. This is a quote about you. Quote Justin is one of the best among all people I have met and had the pleasure of hiring. It is always pleasurable to be engaged in projects with him. Justin is self-motivated, perfectionist, with great interpersonal skills. He is responsible and detail-oriented. His open-minded approach could not be overestimated, unquote. Here's my question. For those who are listening who think about how difficult the business gets when changes come, what is the key to keeping an open mind and staying self-motivated, Justin? I think they go hand in hand. I think uh, because I want to create good content so badly and I want to find a way to merge digital and what's happening on the radio station so badly that I'm open to any ideas and I hardly ever say no to them. Now, if I don't think it's going to work, I'll do, I'll approach it from like a, okay, I, I see where you're going with it. I'm worried this part of it won't work. How can we tweak it to work on air and then easily be worked into a video for, for social media or anything like, you know, if it's, if it's a client, how do we, you know, if they want to do a contest, okay, let's do a contest, but you know, and it'll be sponsored by so-and-so softwares, but if we're going to do the contest, let's make it engaging contest. That's actually really fun. And let's video it. And then let's take those videos and put them on social media. One of the things we do on ape is we do, um, we call it drive home drama. Again, it's back to when I was 10, listening to the callers call in and boop, 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 just five audio bits back and forth with an intro on it. It's the same mm -hmm. thing. Call me up. Tell me what's frustrating you today. Why are you pissed off? Who are you pissed off about at or with or for? And we take calls. And what I do is I set up a camera and I film it. And I'll ask them like four or five questions about it. I'll, I'll go deeper. I'll go deeper. I'll go deeper. And then I'll let them go. And then the only part that makes it on air is that initial, my husband didn't buy me a birthday cake today, so I'm pissed off. That's what makes it on air. But there's a video of it now. And I'm going to take that and I'm going to edit it down for reels and TikToks. And I'm going to put them out there. And in my mind, I'm at least promoting the station segment through yes. something that could be perceived as engaging because someone's on the phone pissed off. And it's an on-air segment that is now driving app downloads and listens and open mic audio coming into the station. And so like that's 
it kind of fully full circle closes. Here's a whole piece of content. And now let's go sell it to somebody who wants to, you know, maybe it's a, maybe it's like a divorce, divorce lawyer or something and, and nice. let's get them involved. And, and, you know, then it, then we put them at the tag at the end and it's, it's a full on thing, put their graphics on the videos and, and go from there. Listen, these are really experiences and I'm big on that too. Yeah. You know, we talked about being relatable, you know, be relatable, be relatable, but that experience, give me an experience. Listen, have you seen it hard for sellers to embrace digital or is it pretty much normal in your building all the time? I think it's, I think it's hard to, uh, assess the value, right? Like I, I think because we don't get that code that they can then say, okay, 40 people saw your logo on this video and 10 of them came to the website or, or whatever it is. Um, I think it's hard to find a, a spot where sales and the on-air personalities or the creators fully understand a value of that number. Um, yeah. And I think it's a moving target based on, social media size because that's kind of even how it works with with the the big creators these days do you think sometimes that people who are successful as a pure play in social that they don't have the problem of going this doesn't look like a radio sale they just they're selling the value of this thing and right you know and and i think it's challenging for radio sometimes it is I think it very much is because it's just different and 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 we might not be used to it yet or we don't know how to have that payoff or or depending on what we're looking for. But that's where I think it goes back to having the open mind and yes. the willingness to say yes. It's like, okay, well, this company wants to do something. Um, I, you know, I always go back to, to me, it's like gyms and doctors and um, people that have information that is so valuable. That if they just had somebody with a a creative mind to sit them down and film, even if it's not a podcast, film a podcast looking thing. Yes. With them giving quick, you know, you wake up with heartburn. Here's the three things you need to do to fix that. Boom. Yes. Hey, I'm so and so with so and so medical, and we can help you with this. But here's what you should try in the morning: drink water, do this, do this. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. We set it up with that hook. We it's it's 60 seconds. It's put out on their social media. The the talents get paid for one setting it up, maybe the video production, and then everybody gets moved on and everybody's happy. They get their they get their content out there and it looks professional and it looks great, and then everyone's happy. Man, you don't have to be in any kind of sales to understand why they like Justin in Jacksonville at Cox because he is an idea generator. And I say always, and we say this in our practice at RPC, I, ideas are the new technology. I'm sorry, this is it, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, look, you, you've got to help me because what I get is I get to look at your, your, I get to look at your social and your digital entrail and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. it now looks like you host afternoons on 95.1 WAPE. It looks like you're the APD. It also looks like you are working with X1065 in Jacksonville and 97X in Tampa. How different are these cities and how are you bobbling all this stuff, Justin? 
Yeah, and actually, as of as of a few weeks ago, I was uh, was more involved with X than I thought I would be. Um, or, or mm-hmm. you know, now I'm I'm scheduling the music for them, and um, okay. we actually we actually just flipped the station to um, 99.5 on uh, Thursday. Um, okay. So I was a big part of really re-imaging the whole thing, uh, new music rotations, new clocks, new you know, a part of the whole flip, which was That's really super good for fun, me. isn't it? Well, yeah, it was awesome. It was it was kind of a fresh. I was able to, again, back to some ideas. I was able to implement some ideas that I think might fit more digitally, and um, leave us some room to create some stuff. Because again, like you were just alluding to, it's a bunch of stations I'm on, so my time to create is very limited, which doesn't help the creative process. Um, and yeah. same goes for a bunch of other people in my. In, in my building that I work with. So yeah. you know, the time to create is very thin. So it needs to be strategic creating if we're going to do it. So, you know, if, if, if um, tank, who is the morning show host on um, X 99, um, if him and I are going to sit down and film our podcast together, it's like, okay, in that podcast, we are going to make sure we bring up at least three things that are funny, debatable little things that we're going to turn into on air segments for his morning show to promote the podcast, but also then we can take it for video, like we were saying, and post it on socials. And then if we film that on Monday, we know for the rest of the week, we have four or five videos and segments that are able to air and be posted on social. Um, and then Monday we'll reconvene and do it again. Um, so I, I think it's important to point out to anybody who's listening, Justin is talking about repurposing content all the time by strategy so you think justin i don't want to speak for you but you're thinking all the time about how do i how am i able to repurpose content in a bunch of different ways yeah to create more creativity in different lanes how can i how can i take a 30 minute podcast break it down into five on-air segments five social media videos that tease the podcast you know it's all that it's that circle creates something and then they all inner tease to each other or push to another spot where more of that content is consumable um and that's where things are a little bit different right tampa's uh station 97x is more i would say poppy alternative than what jacksonville likes um you know jacksonville still really likes his lincoln park and limp biscuit and and so some of the music you in south georgia right now i'm just gonna tell you (laughs) yeah so it's like you know it's it's um it's a little bit different from that standpoint um and then the other part that was different for me is i'm also doing a night show in uh athens georgia and mm-hmm. that one's obviously the first station I've been on. That's not um, that that's a that's a not a meter market. And so you know, there's right. it was just different uh, things that the PD wants there. Obviously, makes sense once he explained it. But I was like, wait, why are we doing that? Like this and that and this and you know, it you know feels like relentlessly saying the station over and over. Sure. But, but it makes sense for that kind of stuff. So um, you know, it it it's. It's again, if I do a break on WAPE that I think is good, I'll use it for Athens as long as it fits, um, as long as it fits like Jonas Brothers Waffle House. Right. That song came out. We have a bunch of Waffle Houses here in Jacksonville. So I've only ever been to Athens once or twice, but I want to I don't want it to sound like I'm out of touch. So I'll reach out to, you know, 
people that are up there or I'll go to Google Maps and I'll look to make sure there's a Waffle House like in Athens, Georgia. And if it's there, yeah, like, OK, let's make that joke about, you know, I bet uh, I bet that Waffle House is busy tonight after, you know, we're all out at the bars, uh, you know, for the, the Bulldogs game or something, you know, like it's it's making it local. It's it's making sure that it doesn't sound fake, because I think um I think the second you lie to your audience, you lose them a little bit. So yep. if if you lie about being there and it's so blatant, like you you talk about a Waffle House that's been closed for three years, people could be like, what is this dude talking about? You know, right. right. So so it's very strategic. If I'm going to do it, I, I'm making sure it's a it's a home run hit. Um, but if it's not, then I'm just not going to do it. Like I won't I'm not going to fake it like that. Well, listen, let's talk about not faking it. I will give some love out. OK, <laughs> so, uh, you know, by giving love uh, here, you spend all this time at WAPE. Tell us about your afternoons on 95.1 WAPE, please. Yeah, it's um, it's it's awesome. You know, a lot of collaboration now with Dax and Barbie T, like we talked about. I love those guys. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always finding ways to tease back to their show, um, whether it's giveaways or or implementing open mics that they've received in their show that day of somebody agreeing that somebody should have, you know, lied about this or the big thing that Dex and Barbie do is, is a, is like a crime to true crime Tuesday type thing where, you know, some of the crimes that people call in with that happened here in Jacksonville are like, Oh my gosh. And so right. again, it's local. It's audio that, that was curated. It's content that was curated by the morning show. So let me take a clip of it. I'm going to put it on the show and be like, man, I can't believe that actually happened this morning. You should check out their podcast. It's at WAPE.com. Hear them tomorrow where you can win this stuff. And then obviously they'll bring me on the morning show um, to have a little fun with them, do some contests and stuff. So we go back and forth on that. Yeah, just um, imagine you showing up on the morning show. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, listen, always trying to always try to sneak my way on and get some experience when I can. Uh, listen, that's. At the end of the day, like I said earlier, I want to I, I eventually want to end up in mornings, um, whether it's with a co-host or however it happens. I would love for it to be a co-host because I'm I, I'm not a I'm not a kind of do it, do it on my own morning show kind of guy. I'd rather rather it be a team. I like that idea. You sound but... like you would be fun to do a morning show with Justin. I, I have a ton of fun doing that. My my uh, my old co-worker and I she actually works for uh, the Burt show now. Um, Abby, she, her and I used to do videos that were morning show esque themed things to like practice it just to see if we yeah. could work something up to, to pitch the higher ups. And I mean, we worked a lot of stuff up and, 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 and she went on to the bird show. So I'm so happy for her to, mm. to, uh, to land that stuff. And, and they, she has this awesome podcast that's all about investigating, you know, that, that breakup, um, of a high school friend that you kind of lost touch with and such a cool concept that, uh, that really actually took off because of a TikTok video. So, um, she's doing good with that too. So, um, anywhere I can find ways to sneak on the morning show and get some, get some experience and get some practice and get some audio for, a for, a for a little bit of an air check together is I'll do it. I always want to encourage people in our business to think without limits. And look, if it, you seem to be a guy that is already interconnected, whether it's you got polluted back in Philly with those morning shows. OK, but it's not just that it's the it's putting together the Michael Jackson song and your own mm -hmm. kind of whatever. And, and you can you can trace your career arc across these things. You have some amazing skills. If you could impact it 
And and look, you you just might be able to do that. What do you think you would like to see the future of radio look like? I think, uh, and now, so I can only speak for, you know, alternative stations, pop stations, I guess ESPN stations, kind of like a, like a sports station kind of already do this a little bit. I would love, um, I would love stations to take a deeper look at the, the morning zoo style morning show, but expand it out throughout the whole state, uh, throughout the whole day part. So everybody on air. <laughs> is the morning show. It's a clubhouse. Those are the guys. Everybody's together. And then middays is one of the members of that that show doing maybe it's a voice track shift or something like that. And then afternoons is a combination of two of the newer group in that in that zoo. They're doing some afternoon bits and segments and, and getting trained up there too. And then nights is is you know uh, another member of that of that show. I think if you look at like content houses, if you look at um, Barstool, I know a lot of people are going to have feelings about those guys. But if you look at Barstool, the main guys, the shows that they put on, at the end of the day, you go to their social and they're all intermingling. They're all together. They're all the face of the brand other than Dave, who who is the owner. But like, they're all the face of it. And so if you had a morning show of, say, five, six people, and that's the show. And throughout the rest of the day, your favorite members of those shows are playing music for you. And on the social media, your favorite members of that show, they're all creating content, whether it's tier lists, whether it's going somewhere local, whether it's playing music or combining songs. It's everybody in the morning show is the face of that station. I think that works better than the morning show. And then there's a midday person and then there's an afternoon person and then there's a night person. And sometimes they intermingle, but they don't always intermingle. I think if they're all together making content every day, maybe doing their own podcast that is like being, again, strategically reused for social media throughout everything. I think there's something there. Um, I just I I just worry that. Sometimes in radio, I know what happens. That ego sometimes gets in the way a little bit. Never happened. Not in our <laughs> business. Justin, it's so interesting. Talking to you is like getting a, it's like, it's like when Neil Armstrong put his foot down on the moon, man. <laughs> it's like, it's like one small step for me, right? Because I can feel the future coming. I want to thank you for spending this time with us and being our guest on this podcast. I, I appreciate you having me, and it's just um, an honor to know that other people are uh, seeing the ideas, seeing the the creative process from afar, because like we talked about, I've been at the same station my whole career, so the, the networking side of things doesn't... Um, doesn't happen as much as just because I, I, you know, I haven't been out to morning show boot camp or anything like that. I won't eventually get there, but, but, um, haven't met, haven't met people in person. It's a lot of social media networking and uh, I hope to make it, uh, an in-person meeting, but, but knowing that other people are seeing the hard work or noticing the, um, the, the open-mindedness, the want to, to bring radio to the future. Uh, it means a lot just to know people are seeing that. How incredible just to, just to have this interaction with you and to be able to bring this to people 
so that people can see the inner workings of you uh, is kind of cool for me. Please don't take for granted what we're doing here. Help us by sharing this episode from our website at rainmakerpathway.com. It's in our free blog section, so easy to find. And we want you to share it with others who are interested in growing their career in radio and audio. This episode of the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast is designed, surprise, surprise, like the 120 plus others that are already in our archive to encourage radio pros at all levels. We want to thank our special guest today, Justin Cousart. And now he is on, he's on air in so many places, but I got to give love out to 95.1 WAP in Jacksonville and all the things that they got going on right now that I think are special. I think you can hear why. A very special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, which we make available moments after the live interview. We do this, we always say this because it's like, man, people come in contact with our social media play of these podcasts, and that's how they learn that we have, oh my God, this is a real podcast. You go get it on your smartphone. It's true. Uh, the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast is what you're looking for. Uh, a special thanks to JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Of course, uh, we say it all the time on the podcast. I say it to clients regularly, like maybe daily. Once you have a radio station, you could get anything else you want. If you have any question about this philosophy, please reach out to me. It's my passion to tell you all about it. And I love to prove it to clients because creativity is something that creates money, money, honey. Please remember, be kinder than you have to be. Thanks for being a part of the radio rally with the encouragers. Go make it a great week in local radio.